listening to the Taming Hindrances podcast. Conversations about self-awareness and mental health. We talk about anything and everything on the podcast. Real experiences, real life. Come get triggered. Welcome to another episode of the Taming Hindrances podcast. As always, my name's Phil. I'm the host and creator of the podcast, and I'd like to welcome you to episode number 52. I finally made it one year. We're here. This is it. Been doing this podcast for a year now, and uh, I guess I learned some things along the way. Uh, First of all, you know, first off, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening, Um, and if you're new... Thank you too. Um, you know, I know people jump in and out of this thing as it goes on, and uh, I'm lengthy by uh, by nature. I'm wind, long-winded by nature, so I appreciate any time you spent listening to the episodes, and hopefully they helped in some way. But um, you know, all that aside, uh, I got another episode for you because you know this this thing just keeps on going. Apparently, so here at episode fifty-two, I have been in the last couple episodes picking cards out of the tarot deck to kind of direct my topics. As you may have noticed along the way, I usually like to pick a uh, a single word topic as a uh, definition point, um, using definitions of the actual words to kind of give structure or give some sort of boundary to the episodes. And uh, this one's no different. The cards I picked today took a while to, uh, to kind of give me some direction here. It was, it was almost a little draining, actually. I'm, I'm feeling a little drained just trying to figure out what was supposed to go into this episode. It's the big episode, right? It's one year. It's, you know, 52 episodes. And I picked some cards. And actually, the, the first three cards all popped out of the deck together. Um, at first, I was, like, shuffling. And some things, like, showed up. And it just didn't feel right. And then all of a sudden, like, these three cards popped out. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. They all seem to uh, be correct. And then I picked one last one, as I usually do, to give a little bit of clarification because I had no idea what's going on here. So I'm going to go over the cards first, and then I'll give you the topic I came up with after it. Because, well, I I have no idea, to be honest, how this all kind of came together and popped into my head, but it kind of makes sense. So let's start with the cards. First card, nine of coins. We've seen that card before. The nine of coins is a representation of, you know, I'll try to keep this one a little short as far as the card descriptions because we've got a big topic to go over. But the nine of coins is the representation of um, not just abundance, but of jobs well done, of, of you know, yeah, you did it. You know, uh, I guess a, a good understanding of it would be you baked the cake and you also ate it. Like, it's you did it all. You did everything top to bottom. Well done. Good job. So I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. And then there's abundance. There's job well jobs well done. There's this whole, you know, like, yeah, you put in the effort, you put in the work. Great. What happens now you you know, you kind of you revel in that a little bit. So I you know, the next card is the star card, which is kind of a representation of that. The star card is on the fool's journey. The fool is beaten and battered and has gone through all of these lessons and all of this, you know, turmoil and all sorts of stuff have happened along the the road to 
get to the end of the road, if you will, along this journey, so to speak. And the star card comes out, and the star in the the representation of the fool's journey is respite. The star is ultimately a a respite, and it's a it's a multitude of respites. Not only is it like you know self reflection and healing and taking time for oneself and just kind of like relaxing into that, like, Oh, cool. You know, like, yeah, a lot of shit happened. I gotta, gotta figure out what happened. Just, you know, a, a comfortable place to do that or a, um, a controlled place to do that. The star also represents kind of following your journey, following your path. Oh, that's my North star. Like now I know kind of the purpose. I know what's, you know, going on here. And then just to kind of take some time to let that all sink in. After that, the world card came up. I shouldn't say after. They all came out together, but in the order they came up. Next was the world. And I don't know if the world card has come up before. I don't think it has. Um, the world card is a representation of the world, but it's represented by this uh, this individual. She's she's holding the world, but along with the world, she's... And it's the way she holds it is very like, I got it. I ha Like, I'm nurturing and taking care of the world and protecting it. But there's also, um, in this particular card, there's a, a, it's more than just a thread, but it's like, it's, um, it almost looks kind of like a piece of cloth that kind of like weaves around her and like around the world. And then it continues from top to bottom of the card. There is no beginning or end. We don't see the beginning or end. And some might say that this is the, the threads of fate or, you know, the continuation of time and those things. And, I should also note that the world, uh, she's veiled and she has a crown and, you know, there's gears and all sorts of representations of like the inner workings. And on one side, she has what would look like an angel wing. And on the other side, she has what would look at, you know, what we would classically call, you know, the devil wing or the vampire wing. Like, you know, there's this balance. She has the world. She's the representation of all of it. And the world card is the representation of the end of the journey. And that one freaked me out a little bit. I was like, wait, what? I got to a year and now like the journey's over. Well, Along with that understanding of the world card being the end of the journey, the fool has learned the, their lessons. They've learned what they stand for. They learn how to, you know, use their voice. They learn, I do I dare say, they learned self-awareness. They learned who they were in this journey, on this journey. And at the end of it, they're just getting ready to start another one. Like, so it's a kind of a representation of also cycles of, yeah, you did it. You made it. You went through with it all. You put in the effort. You put in the time. You, I mean, is there any difference between time and effort at this point? You went on the journey and you learned a shit ton. You learned all about yourself and all of this other stuff, but it doesn't mean that like everything's over. The world goes on. The, you know, things keep happening. And that's also a representation of the world card is what's next? What's next? And finally, the last card I chose, or not chose, but the last card that came out um, in picking cards, I was going to leave it at that three, but I wanted a little bit more clarification because I had no idea what the hell this was all about. Uh, I had all sorts of ideas. The last card here is the Queen of Coins. And the Queen of Coins is an interesting card. Um, the Queen of Coins is a representation of like beautification, but not in the sense of making things beautiful but like finding beauty in the things but like in like inherently doing it the queen of coins can take 
the just the simplest process of anything and make it beautiful. It's a deeper understanding of the things that the effort. It's a deeper understanding of the things that go into what we do. And the Queen of Coins is the expert at that. She is the master of finding the beauty in just about anything, in anything really. And it's represented by uh, this very ornately dressed woman who is holding this giant coin and behind her is a a multitude of scenes. It's, you know, there's the, the glass window with the light shining in. There's a beautiful mountain range. There's flowers. It's just this like intrinsically, but not too overwhelming understanding of how to make anything beautiful in the book, uh, mystical manga guidebook by ran and, uh, the text by Barbara Moore, which is what I use. Uh, my preferred tarot deck. Cause I really like it. Um, they talk about how, the queen of coins could take the process of making a meal out of like eggs and potatoes and make it beautiful. The process, not just the end dish, but the process is beautiful. So where did this get me, right? Where did, where did these cards come together to give me a topic? Well, I'm sure you already know because you've looked at the title of this episode. These cards all together made me ask myself a question. It made me ask myself the question, why? And we all know how I feel about that question. And maybe you don't, maybe this is your first episode. So let me go over just real quick. I don't like asking why questions, or I I didn't used to like asking why questions, I guess I should say. I should say that's the change here in episode 52. I never liked asking why questions because why questions are subjective. They don't give us, in my personal opinion, real answers. Because the reality of those answers are too subjective to the person. So asking why questions just ends up in a, just a shitstorm of why, 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 why. It's a little kid, right? Why, why, why? And that, I believe, is because why questions, as I've gone through this podcast, and I switched from the conversations of mental health and self-awareness, from those specific questions just into a more broader scheme of what's this under understanding of spirituality, because that also goes into the understanding of self, why questions are spiritual questions. You are the only person that can answer your why questions. Others can help you. I mean, very much so. Others can help you and you can have questions that, you know, others might give you better understanding of or definition to. But overall, you're the only person that can answer your why questions because you're the only person that can define your spirituality. And this is where I've kind of come to uh, an, an impasse, if you will, a, 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 an ending of one journey into another, the representation of the world card, but also having understood that like, yeah, I had to take time to rest and figure this out, to, to do this podcast for a whole year every week just to understand what is this thing known as why so let's go to the definition as i usually do miriam webster's dictionary shout out to miriam webster's dictionary thank you for all these wonderful definitions i get to use um miriam webster's dictionary the definition of why as an adverb it is for what cause reason or purpose big fucking questions right there for what cause reason or purpose the conjunction of why is the cause, reason, or purpose for which something happens. That's the, you know, the opposite statement there. Um, the noun 
Y is typically represented as Ys, uh, like, you know, representation of Ys. Not W-I-S, but Ys with an S being his plural statement. But the noun of Y is reason or cause. And here's a real interesting one that I really like. A baffling problem, also known as an enigma. An enigma is defined as something hard to understand or explain, an inscrutable or mysterious person, an obscure speech or writing. So it's you know, something to keep in mind there when we talk about a baffling problem, an enigma. And then the interjection of Y is... It's used to express mild surprise, hesitation, approval, disapproval, or impatience. Um, that's, I believe, what we've we've boiled why down to in modern society is this, well, why are they here? Or, you know, why'd that happen? It's an in-the-moment interjection. It, it's, you know, we interject the idea of, well, why? Well, why? But why? But why? I don't think that is where we should start with the whys. I think... The why should always come after. The why should always the why should always be the end piece. It should be the world. It should be the last statement. The why should be the representation of the nine of coins. It is what comes from putting in the work, putting in the effort, living your life the way you're supposed to, living the way you life you wanted to live your life or needed to live your life, doing the work you needed to do. And then taking the star representation of relaxation and revelry and respite, and not so much revelry, more respite, um, and finding that it is the world. It is the ending of one journey and the beginning of another. So it must come at the end. It's the end. It's the impasse. It's the, the fork in the road, if you will. It's the, the representation of the queen of coins, finding the beauty in the way in which it happened. A why answer is what makes sense of the whole thing. It's what makes sense of all the bad and all the good. It's what makes sense of all the shittiness and the amazingness. It's what makes sense of, and by sense, I mean like understanding. It gives you a an understanding, a perspective, a, a, a qualification, a, oh, I'm sorry, quantification, qualification, a subjective reasoning for all the stuff that happened. And it doesn't have to have a connotation. It does have to have a, I want to say root here, but I don't know if that's the right answer or the right word to put on it. Um, we'll go back to the conjection, oh, sorry, the adverb definition here. Asking for what cause, reason, or purpose, right? It needs to be rooted in that, in the, well, why did you do that? Slipping that to ourselves, to the possessive of I, ego, depression. Why did I do that? Maybe that's not the question to start with. Maybe the question to start is, why did I have that reaction? So, as much as I make things very broad in some cases and also take the connotation out of things, why brings up this weird spiritual representation of the minute, the minutia, the, the very fabric in which things occur. That is, you know, if we want to talk about spirituality in this big, broad sense, it's everything. It is fucking everything, but it's also nothing. 
So originally when I looked at these cards, the word came to mind of nothing. So I just wanted to jump to that in a side piece real quick and talk about what is nothing. The definition for nothing, not anything, no thing, no part, one of no interest, value, or consequence, by no means, that is to do nothing, no alternative, nothing for it. Not at all, in no degree. It's nothing like, not nearly anything. Something that does not exist. The absence of all magnitude or quantity. Nothingness, non-existence. Nothingness is defined as the quality of state of being nothing, which is to not exist, utter insignificance, something insignificant of value, it's void, it's empty, And it also breeds what we know as emptiness, containing nothing, not occupied or inhabited by anything, unfrequented, null, lacking in reality of substance, meaning, or value, to be devoid of sense, to be hungry, idle, having no purpose or result, useless. Those are all the things that happen when we have no why. Depression, in my eyes, is the state of being. You are a being. You are a body that has a mind that connects to some sort of other spiritual nature. This thing, this this uh, coral reef, you know, this flesh coral reef, this this body of trillions of cells and bacteria and all these things doing their jobs, living, replicating, and continuing the processes over and over and over again. That's just a physical representation of, of, of a, a possessive. The mind is what gets to possess it. And the mind is made up of I, ego, depression. It is imagination. It's where we simulate everything that's going on around us. We have a conversation between this vehicle. Thank you, Iamblichus. If you want to get real deep into it, read Iamblichus's vehicle of the soul. It is this vehicle in which we find the representation of what reality is using the, the senses that come along with this, this body. It's the separ- uh, census apparatus. It's the, the tool. It's the, it's the technology in which we get to experience world. Experience is something that can only be quantified in the mentality, in the depression, in the, in the place you live. So you are just a conscious depression taking control of a body that's having a conversation, deducting and reasoning and, and making up its own mind, quote unquote, finding the beauty, the, the queen of coins when we can. But what is this thing of beauty? What is this thing known as art and, and subjective ideas and, and feeling and emotion? And what are these things like nostalgia? What is, where's this come from? What's this idea of memory and how it has function and, All of that falls to the wayside because we can ask, well, why? And why is almost like asking what if, because a a what if is a a logic gate. It just continuously goes back and forth and back and forth. And this is where we get, you know, flow charts from. You can look at a flow chart that says, well, what if this, if this, then that, you know, this is how we build logical systems. A lot of what we do in 
technology and, and working with computers and all these other things is this idea of programming and programming comes from a logical value system. You know, if this happens then that, if, if then that statements, when you study uh, computers and you study logical programming, you come up with a system used to make out or make up a representation of how our, our minds reason things. But a computer has many more inputs than we do. Although we have quite a few inputs, we only rely on our senses, right? That's how we input the information. We depress the information into our minds. So a computer cannot ask why, because why is illogical. It has no, the logic gate just keeps going around and around to represent it poorly. That would be clicking on something, asking why, and the circle just keeps spinning. For those of you who remember when we had the loading spinny dial, it would just keep asking like, why, 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 why there's it's infinitely undefinable. So thus it is nothing. And a computer can't work with nothing. In fact, it needs things. Its existence requires things. Oddly enough, so does ours. Our physical existence requires things. We require food and water and shelter and heat. We require sleep. We require all of these things to survive. Nutrition. To get, you know, if we, we can define it as much as we want, we can just keep going down the rabbit hole of define, define, define. And with that, most would say there's no purpose or the purpose is just to define or it, it, the purpose is not multifaceted it is singular and humans don't work with singular possessive. You know, we want things to be ours. We want our body to be our own, but it's not really just one body. You're possessing trillions of cells and bacteria. That's the connection between the, the self, the three health bodies, physical, mental, and other spiritual. So when we talk about why, why is the answering of the possessive on the way back up? We can make all sorts of statements as to why we get to have these fleshy coral reef suits that we get to wear around and experience life with. There's all sorts of answers for that. Everyone gets to come up with their own. That's what faith is. That's what religions are based on. And remember, I don't believe in organized religion. I believe you are coming up with your own religion. If it's based off an organized religion, that's awesome. Like, I, I don't care, honestly. You know, that might sound a little offensive, but I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit why you came up with your representation of your faith or belief structures. Remember, I use why there because it's none of my fucking business. I'm just happy you have one if you do. And if not, I'm, I'm happy you're maybe looking for one. I, you know, some sort of other understanding as to what is going on here is a great place to start or end up or, you know, it's a great journey. It's part of being human because we ask why questions. It's one of the first questions children learn how to ask is why. We teach them this thing known as why as like one of the first questions. That's not where we should be starting, unfortunately. Because we go to interjection here, used to express mild surprise, hesitation, approval, disapproval, or impatience. That's what we teach children to use why as. Are we baffled at this point that if we taught children, that's the question, right? Ask why. 
as an interjection, how are we baffled in any way that children don't understand things or that people don't learn things or that there's this education system that fails us regularly, that there's this thing to be schooled, which is indoctrination by definition. And schooling does nothing, but education, which is something that's based on the individual, isn't put on the forefront. How are we baffled by this, that this isn't working? That even the higher levels of education are failing because we started with poor questioning. How can we look at a system in which the world can fail? The world can fail an individual. Well, we started with bad questions. We started with why. You can't start with why. Specifically when you're using why as an interjection, that's not to use it as a disapproval or an impatient way of wanting to know something is ignorance. And to continue to do that over and over and over again and expect something else in different result is insanity. And when you add those things together and are told about it, you get willful ignorance. You get the root of all evil. So I would define now more structurally the willful ignorance is the continuation of asking why expecting someone never to have an answer. That's fucking that's it's almost unfathomable. So with this set of cards, I looked at this word called nothing. I have a very distinct and close personal relationship with the idea of nothing. My last name, its direct translation is nothing. It means nothing, nothing, no thing, no thing. Which means representatively, because of how last names come about, my family and heritage world was no thing. It was nothing. They were the nothings. No things. Well, that representation becomes intrinsically who I am and also want to be. So when I asked my why questions, I was constantly in a proverbial state of loop over loop over loop over loop with no answer. And oddly enough, I love starting from that point. And, you know, I'm using love in just a open conversation, but we all know how I feel about it, love. But Passionately, I guess I should, I, I use, I, I start at those points passionately. I'm willing to suffer to start from a point of no understanding because I can re-engineer it. And I've talked about my martial arts career, how I started as a, I started learning black belt level forms as a white belt. And then I had to re-engineer them later into black belt level forms because you learn the nuances and you learn the understandings and the mistakes. And that is kind of the, the history of the fool or the story of the fool. That is why you get to the end of the major arcana and you're left with the world. You go through the story and you're left with the world, but that's not the end. So when I talk about nothing, I talk about it kind of fondly. And again, the definition of nothing is something that doesn't exist. The absence of all magnitude or quantity. Someone or something of no slight value or size. A light, playful, or frivolous remark, usually plural. Without reason, at no charge, for nothing. Nothing is the representation of why. 
it's no thing. It's not tangible. It's not arguable. It's not understandable. So starting with why questions is, it's nothing. You've given nothing. If you start with a why question, you've given nothing. And the fun part about nothing is because I take connotation out of things. Nothing's the representation of chaos. It's infinitely possible. If you start with no thing, you can only be left with things. Any gain after nothing is, is something. It's, it's gains. It's, it's, you had nothing. Now you have something. And you can never go back to not having anything because at one point you had something, which means at some point you had something, which means you can lose it, which means you can never go back to having nothing because you only have a representation of not having what you just had. And that's a loss. That's not a nothing. And I know I'm circling some logic here, but that's the representation of these cards for me. These cards are all representing like having and like abundance and, and having learned and, and, and experienced and finding the beauty in something. And the most beautiful thing there is, is nothing. It's nothingness. It's complete emptiness. And that's why a lot of the meditation systems out there, and that's a lot of why a lot of the mysticism schools and old ancient teachings of meditation or mystical understanding or the practices of magic, like I talked about last episode, talk about this thing known as emptiness, to seek emptiness. It's impossible. And at one point in time in my life, I think I would say, I hate to tell you, but I don't. I'm happy to tell you or content to tell you, I should say. I'm really too happy very well. I'm content to say nothing's impossible. Nothing is impossible. Nothing. No, no thing is impossible. Well, you know, some people might turn that into a certain saying here, there, or, or, or elsewhere, or some sort of idea of what's the understanding look like there. Like, oh, he's trying to, like, make a play on words. Kind of, but not really. Nothing is only possible once. So to seek emptiness, to seek... Nothing. It's impossible. Which makes everything possible. Because that's the opposite. That's the duality. And the trinity there is this question known as why. And so I challenge you to use why differently. I challenge you to not use why when it shouldn't be used. Why is a spiritual question. It's a subjective question. And to ask someone why is probably not the best place to start. Why questions should come very later on in the conversation. Years, in fact, later. You know, we should stop using why as disapproval and impatience and interjection, and you know, to, to suggest surprise or hesitation. <gasps> why did you do that? Why would you do that? That's an emotional response. It has nothing to do with whys because the emotion themselves are a why question. They are a spiritual interaction. For something to upset us, it has to have touched us deeply, not just physically. I've never asked why when someone hit me. It was clear why they hit me. Their intentions were clear to me. 
or in and of that motion, in and of that action, they answered the why question for me. Oh, that was playful. Ah, we're friends. Ah, that's funny. Uh-huh. Oh, we're, we're in a combative situation here. Remember, I've talked before about how all war is a simulation in the mind and everything is war. You are at war constantly every day of your life, ever since you were born. It's never ending. It doesn't stop. It, 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 not that it won't stop. It's not going to stop anytime soon. And in fact, it's probably what makes us so dominantly a part of this world is this fact that we can go to war. We are a warring being. We are the state of warfare. We invented it. It's our invention. And thus, it's our imagination, because from, from imagination comes invention, and we know imagination is the simulation of things. It's also the simulation of nothing, no things. And so this, this realm of looking for emptiness, this empty your mind, be empty, be the vessel, is not a conversation of getting rid of everything. It's a conversation of asking and answering why questions. So if you want to be empty, you have to make more room because you're not empty. So when we look at what that really entails, it's to seek nothingness by getting rid of everything else knowing we can't actually be empty. Emptiness is impossible. You can't be empty because you're constantly being filled with shit. You're filled with your own language and your own understanding. And as I sit here at episode 52, one year in, I kind of finally realized what all these episodes were really about. Sure, self-awareness, mental health, Absolutely. That's the conversation I try to bring to the forefront. Changing the, the negative connotation on depression, making it more of an understanding of a tool that we can use, an understanding of how we look at the world, how we translate from the physical body to the mental body and then, you know, onward or upward or, or back down from that spiritual world or spiritual understanding. What spirit really is talking about? When... I go over this list that I'm about to do. I'm going to list out every episode I've talked about. I'd like you to take it from the representation now of, well, why? And remember, why is this thing we should be asking when we get to emptiness, when we're, when we're seeking emptiness, when we have our eyes closed and we're, we're trying to empty our mind and we're trying to, just to be, to, to, to live in the moment, to that whole understanding of Zen Buddhism, even in Chan Buddhism, of, of living in the moment. What Miyasashi talks about, what uh, most warrior poets talk about, what Stoicism represents, this, this, this moment of being in the moment, being present, is to empty oneself, to be empty to be the vessel that can be filled. This is what we talk about when we talk about like, you're too full of things. You're not empty. The cup is half empty, half full. You know, too many minds. Pay no mind. 
these are ways of saying, have you answered your why questions yet? So when I go over this list again, I want you to think about why. Not from the surprise, hesitation, approval, disapproval, or impatience, the, the interjection method. No, from the what cause, reason, or purpose. How do these represent baffling problems, full enigmas? The definition of enigma being something hard to understand or explain. And so if we want to seek emptiness and nothingness, if we want to seek the ability to be present, we have to start answering why questions in the end. And again, why questions are spiritual questions. They are subjective. You're the only one that gets to answer them for yourself. So let's go over the list. Episode one was the intro. I was just kind of introducing myself. Why would I do that? Why would I do that? Why would I want to introduce myself to my listeners? Well, I need them to get a better understanding of who I am and what I'm going to talk about. Because if you're going to be present in that moment, things have to be on the table. You have to be able to, you know, see something and learn something and interact with. Well, the body's doing that constantly. It's awesome. The intro is the, it could be touch, could be sound, could be intro just represents introductions. How the introduction is put together that really doesn't fucking matter. Um, you know, be it awkward or not, or it just needs to be authentic in that regard to answer a why question. You need to be authentic to answer your why questions, to represent who you are, what you're about. So I had to introduce myself. Education, belief, language, relationships, emotions. They build our reality. That was episode number seven. It's reality. What are the whys? Why educate yourself? Why believe something? Why use that language? Why have that relationship? Why feel that emotion? Why are you stuck in this reality? Or why is this the reality in which you choose to be in? Or why is this your real representation of what's going on? You have to answer those questions in order to be in your own reality. If you can't answer why, you got to go back and start over. You got to go back and look at how do I empty that? How do I, how do I find ways to compress that even how do i put them all together can i ask the why questions you can't start with the why question remember it can't be like a why did they educate me that way why did they make me believe this why did they use this language no 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 these are your why questions why do i think this way from the way in which i was educated what does that, what has that done to my, my representation? Why, why do I believe these things? You know, why is it that I believe what I believe? Why do I use this specific language? Why don't I pay attention to my language more? Why am I in these specific relationships and why do I avoid these relationships or why do I keep getting myself into these relationships? Subjective questions based on some other thing typically known as spirituality. I'll pause that thought. I just had a thought and I'm going to pause it for a second as we go farther into this, but because uh, we're going to come up to it here. So next up, choice, change, perspective. Why do my choices matter? Why might my choices correlate to the changes I want to see or why am I not getting the change I want or need? 
why do I have this perspective? Why is this perspective showing me these things or making me see these things? Mysteries, systems, truth, identity, depression. Why are mysterious things important to me? Why might a mystery show me something or give me a representation of something that I haven't seen yet? Why do systems matter? Why are the systems I'm using working or not working? Truth, identity, depression. Why do I believe something to be true? Why is this the truth I represent? Identity. Why do I identify this way? Why don't I like the identity that I have? Why am I depressed? Why can't I use my depression? Why is depression not talked about in this way? Why is my depression not my own? Or why is my depression my own? Death, life, time, thought, humanity. Why do I think this way about death? Why does death affect us? Why does death affect me? Why doesn't death affect me? Are you getting, you know, I'm not going to go over each one of these because obviously there's 51 of them, but those are the type of questions. So, you know, we go on self, body, mind, other. That was talking about, you know, those in conjunction to, in um, collaboration with each other, we're talking about why do I have these representations that I see, you know, myself, my body, my mind, my other, my spiritual. Then we talked about initiation, unknown, content, not content. Also, I I doubled it up actually, but initiation, unknown, content, freedom, vox, your voice, you know, intention. I did the sequitur, Uh, chaos, creation, order, destruction, cycles, intuition, instinct, insight, imagination, talking about all those things. Effort. I did, then I did a recap you know, love, faith, purpose, reincarnation, tranquility, listening, passion, ego, magic. Ask the why questions in all of those now. And I'm not saying you have to go back and listen to those episodes, but when we come to the place of why, why, oh, why, oh, why, why did the chicken cross the road? Why did... My parents not pay enough attention to me. Why did the dog bark? Why was everybody mean to me at school? Why does the sun rise every day? Why was I the outcast? Or why was I not popular? Or why was I not cool? Why does the sun set every day? Why do I like ice cream? Why do I hate ice cream? Why am I lazy sometimes? Why did I feel stupid? Why why questions are infinite and ever ending? And they go all sorts of places and they have all sorts of answers. The importance of this representation of what spirituality is is so that we can understand and answer our why questions. But at the same time, we can build a reference point that's going to change. This is what I was talking about 
you know, I know I skipped over a ton of episodes there. We're going to step back here and go over them a little bit more. That's why I talked about chaos, creation, order, destruction. That's why I talked about self, body, mind, and other. I just kept saying kind of the same things over and over again, the whole Gary Vaynerchuk method of like in perpetuity, saying the same things over and over again, just maybe differently each time, but still the same kind of arc type conversation. When I made that transition out of talking about what self-awareness is, self, body, mind, spirit, and awareness, attention to intentions, and and started talking more about what spirituality was, I failed to ask more important why questions. I was only asking a deck of cards, tarot cards, why are you showing me these, these, these cards? I was asking why questions to a deck in hopes that I would get an answer that I wasn't asking. Get an answer to a question I wasn't asking. I was hoping the deck would give me topics to talk about that my, my listeners needed to hear or needed to know about or, or needed to have a different perspective on or, or a different way of rationalizing or hearing. I was failing to understand that I was asking the deck why questions and in some way getting back why answers. Using a tarot deck is specific to myself. Some people might not understand what it's about or what it does or how to use it or, or might scoff at the idea of even letting it represent things or topics to talk about. So in reality, I was asking this whole time for 52 episodes now, a whole year, what the fuck is my spirituality about? why do I see the world this way? Why am I able to break things down into smaller pieces that are easier to digest? Why am I who I am? This whole podcast has been a massive why question that has no answers. And that's the most important part because it's the most beautiful part to me. These cards not only gave me the topic, today's, I mean all the cards, but today's cards not only gave me the topic of why, but it was also a representation of like, yeah, I put in the effort. I looked deeper. I've been looking deeper my entire life. You know, last episode I talked about magic. I've been studying magic since I was like, I don't know, seven years old, eight years old, nine years old. I was, you know, I've always been looking for these answers. Why I've chosen the outlet is a better question. Why did I choose a podcast? Because it, it worked. It was cathartic. This whole thing, why did I do this podcast? It was cathartic. It was selfish and not selfish all at the same time. It was like, it was like a great balance of learning about myself answering some questions, defining them, putting them down into a format which was solid. It was a stream of consciousness. I made up a lot of it as I went. It's just how, you know, that's the methodology I use to do these things. 
at the same time, trying to help people learn about self-awareness. What is mental health? What's this thing called depression? How can we look at things differently to better understand what's going on with ourselves and the world around us? What better perspectives can we use? How can we shift or change or shake up the way we're looking at things to, to, you know, ask ourselves different questions? How can we remove the why questions to get a better set of questions? How can we put the why questions back in? And so this entire time, it's been this really weird, not weird, weird. I use as like, like oh, weird, like oh, weird. It's awesome to me. Um, almost unfathomable, un- ununderstandable, nothing. It's been this whole no thing. It's just, it's never been a thing to me to be like, oh yeah. Podcast episode also equates to me. And so I found this odd balance of, talking about myself while also helping maybe others do the same. And I think that's a really good, that's a really good representation of spirituality. I think why ultimately doesn't matter. Asking yourself why matters. What cause, reason, or purpose? Doesn't why make things tangible? Doesn't why make things less baffling, less problematic? Doesn't why manifest the imagination of figuring out the reason or cause? I think we forget that it's not just the why question. It's the, it's the action of asking why. That's where it starts. That is the first beginning piece of wanting spirituality, of wanting self-awareness, of wanting control over one's mental health is just the action of asking why. And I know I've put it in different terms before, and I've said, you know, these are the starting points here, there, the other thing. But I think self-actualization, the process in which it starts, the conversation, both starts and ends with why. But understanding what why is, the action of asking why. And this is where, again, we start kids off with this why question, this disapproval and patience, this interjection why. But why? But why? But why? Yeah, maybe you have to start there. But it doesn't end there. It ends with understanding the action of asking why. It ends with the understanding of picking up this divinatory, for the, I'm talking about me here, to give a representation picking up this process of pulling tarot cards and deciphering the meaning behind them. That's my representation of asking why and allowing that to come freely without reservation or conjecture or connotation to ask openly why, why did these cards come up? Okay. 
let's let's start with the first basic answer to most why questions everyone kind of ignores. I have no fucking idea. No clue. I I don't know. I'm just going to I'm going to sip on my coffee. I'll think about it something, you know. We'll figure it out. Maybe we'll pull another card, see if it gives us any other better understanding. All right, let's read the definition, the divinatory ideas of the card. Let's see what they represent. What is? What do the pictures look like? What are they, you know, what is, you know, what's asking all these other questions, right? And then coming back and being like, oh, okay. Oh, oh all right. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe why, maybe why, might be why is, I'm supposed to talk about this. Or I'm supposed to feel this, or I'm supposed to learn this, or I'm supposed to de- delve deeper into this. Maybe I'm supposed to. Why gives us possibility? Why questions are possible? They're, they're possibilities. What do we know about possibility? Well, chaos is infinite possibility, right? So, why is how we make sense of chaos? We ask why not out of interjection, not out of emotional or out of not out of wanting someone else to explain it to us. Cause that's what the interjection of why is the child doesn't know. So it needs someone else to help explain the, the, the teenager, the, even the adult. Sometimes when we ask why, like we need someone else to help us out. The way in which we do it maybe is poor, you know, why, why, but why, but why should I do this? There can be better questions in some cases, but why is the question, the action of asking why is to find possibility and chaos being infinite possibility. Why is how we interact with it? We can have a conversation with chaos, which I've talked about before. We can also take that and have a conversation with ourselves, the chaos that is us. And thus we can give it some definition. We can create, we can be creative or creators. And then we can order it. We can give it substance. We can fill it with something and eventually we can destroy it. And at every stage of that situation, we can ask why we can talk about the possibilities and also narrow them down, broaden them, keep them equal. We can do magic. We, then, you know, last episode I talked about everything's fucking magic. Cause it is, I mean, we are magical creatures. We practice magic all the time and have throughout our entire history. We just call it different things. So why questions can do one really big thing. Why questions can break down barriers, structures, artificial representations of discord, not discord, um, artificial structures of, of um, disassociation, of splitting us apart into different groups and classes and understandings. Why questions can enlighten us to others' intentions. 
before that can happen, we have to have a basis of our own answers. We have to know how to answer our own why questions. That's the intermediary. First, we start off as the child asking why about everything because we have no idea what's going on. And somebody's got to give us some fucking answers. So we just ask why all the time. We never shut up about it. And then we get tired of people yelling at us for asking why. So we try to figure out a better way to ask that question. So we start asking ourselves why we start making up our own minds about things. And then eventually that gets tiresome because we don't know if we're right or wrong. And we have to figure out if we are right or wrong, or if we want to be right or wrong, or if we just want to be right, or we just want to be wrong. And we have to keep asking us all these fucking questions all the time because nothing ever makes sense. And life is a shit show constantly. And we're left with this, like, what do we do with all this information? Because somebody tells me that depression's a bad thing, so I don't want to be depressed, even though that's how I organize all my thoughts, is in this world known as I, depression. And then we have this conversation of, why do I have all these feelings and emotions? And I'm just talking about this is up to our teenage years. And we go through high school, and we're like, oh, the fuck is going on? Why is all this happening to me all the time? Why am I feeling this way? And we have no understanding of that. It's, you know, hormones and the endocrine system, and it's growing, and it's it's uh, you know, osteoblasts and osteoclasts. It's, you know, getting taller or, you know, it's building muscle. It's apoptosis, the, the death of cells and the, you know, recreation of cells and all this other stuff that's happening in a body we don't understand. That's also doesn't understand itself yet because it's still growing and getting bigger and making more why questions. And then we go on into our well, pre-adult years or post uh, teenage years and we start asking maybe some philosophical why questions and we start wanting to know bigger questions and we're just left with more why 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 do I feel this way why am I tired all the time why am I, oh now there's health problems and there's mental issues and the world keeps telling us that we're fucking broken but we don't ask why does that matter Why is everyone trying to limit my possibilities? Why are people trying to limit your possibilities? That's a, that's a pretty bold why question that usually doesn't kick in until somewhere in your late 20s, early 30s. Why does my boss keep treating me like shit all the time? And usually that's as far as we get. We don't get into a, a better set of, why does my boss's life suck just as much as mine? Oh, they're in a shitty relationship. Oh, their kids are giving them grief all the time. Oh, they're in financial distress. Oh, they're just a shitty person. <laughs> That's also an option. Um, but that broadening of the why questions outside of ourselves doesn't occur till very farther on in the journey. And then at some point in time, those why questions coalesce to, well, well, like why? why and then all of a sudden it goes from the nine of coins to the star to the world but there's this representation of the queen of coins why not why not why shouldn't life be hard why should you be handed everything on a silver platter why would, why is that good for you? So you stop being the fool. You stop being naive, entitled, 
you stop being lost. You stop being uneducated. You stop being unaware. You stop being not who you really are. You start learning. Mm, I can answer some of these why questions. I can, I can give some definition here. And I can start pulling some of these why questions together so that if I have to ask why, I already have a basis of, yeah, what that really looks like. And thus, you get this weird queen of coins moment where you get to look back and you get to say, yeah, that was all kind of beautiful. That was all kind of worth it. That was all kind of terrible, but like good, terrible, bad, like good and bad. You know, it's maybe balanced or... Maybe it was just fucking chaos and that's cool in and of its own way. It's beautiful in that sense. So going to this queen of coins card, I'm left with, not left with, but I I start to get this weird question of why might it be beautiful? That's such a subjective idea. Why is something beautiful? Because it isn't. Because it's nothing. That can make it beautiful. I don't like to go out places. I like to stay home. I like to read books. I like to study things. I like to keep to myself. I don't trust other people very often. I don't even really like to be around them all that much. I hold them no ill will. I'm just very comfortable with being on my own by myself. I like cooking my own meals. I like doing what I want to do. I'm selfish in that regard. That's not to say that I don't think it's beautiful when I see a couple out together or I see a family or even when I see an argument sometimes that there's beauty behind these things. It's in the way we do them. And that's why the action of asking why is more important than the answers. We often ask why to get an answer. I challenge you to answer why you do that. Why do we ask questions just, why do we ask why questions just to get answers? How does that help us in any way? Why would that matter? It doesn't. Why does the answer matter? The answer to that is there's no answer. It it doesn't really matter, but there's no answer to that. It's the act of asking the why questions. That's what brings about the whole end of the world. Because again, the world represents the world, but also the end of the journey and the beginning of a new one. Some might say every birthday you have is the act of asking another why question. Why does it all matter? Why am I the way I am? 
Why won't these fucking thoughts get out of my head? Why do I keep going to this very dark, very scary place? Why do I feel worthless? Why can't I just seem to get the fuck out of bed? Why am I this way? What comes after that is a feeling. And the feeling is the answer, not the answer to the question. The act of asking the why question means you think you are important. Let me say that again for those of you who might actually need to hear this. When we ask why questions, we make ourselves important to the world. Because you're who defines it. That is what your depression is for. So one of the most beautiful things you can do, in my personal opinion, and yeah, I'm just some crazy fucking dude on the internet on this podcast talking to you. And I'm cool with that. But the most, one of the most beautiful things you can do is ask those questions, those, those taboo questions of why am I here? Why am I just, just such a piece of shit? Why am I this horrible person? Why am I, why am I so self-loathing? Why am I, why do I even exist? What's beautiful about that question or those questions, that group of why questions is they mean you're important. Took me fucking 52 episodes to figure that out. 52 episodes of talking about self-awareness, mental health. What the hell is this thing known as spirituality? Spirituality is the point in which you realize you're important to the world because you had to ask why. You had no other choice. You ran out of options. You were like, fuck, I don't know what's going on here. I have no idea. Zero clue. You are nothing. So you had to ask why. You had to do it. You had to ask. Everybody's got to ask. Curiosity. Cats. Doesn't kill them, by the way. Uh, You had to ask why. And if you had to ask why... It means you are important. Even if you don't believe it, you are important to yourself. Sorry to tell you, not sorry to tell you. You're important to yourself. You had to ask a why question. It means you're important because it mattered. Both mattered and is matter. The world can't exist without you if you're asking why questions. That's the whole beauty behind this thing known as Earth, the world, the place we live. The fact that you had to ask why means you have a part to play and it might suck. Might be shitty the whole thing all the way through, but it doesn't mean you weren't important. You're important because you had to ask why. Anytime a why question comes up, it's bigger than just the body is bigger than just the mind. It means the mind can't comprehend it. It has no answer. The dictionary has failed. The the source has failed. The encyclopedia has failed. Every possible way the mind tries to come up with an answer has all failed. So you had to ask 
why? And if you have to ask why, that means there has to be an answer. Divinity cannot exist without the human mind in this reality, in this realm of things, in this materium, asking why. Why are we here? Without that question, there can be no answer. This is the conversation of duality that actually is Trinity. We are the greatest measuring system this universe has ever seen that we know about. Because we give purpose to everything. Our existence gives purpose to so much shit. And yeah, we get to be selfish in that way. And yes, it is selfish to think that way, but we're that important. The earth has no reason to exist without us. Because it would have no reason to have animals. It would have no reason to have plant life. And even if it did, just the fact that we do exist means that we're important to that existence. That just as animals are important to us, we're important to them. And so experience is what matters. And why questions define experience? And experience is the act of effort. And effort is what matters. Not the achievements. All of these cards talk about achievement. The nine of coins, achievements. The star card, reveling or having respite in, in understanding your achievements. The world cards, to have to achieved the end of the journey. But the fucking queen of coins asks a really important question here. Was it beautiful? Where was the beauty? Where was the importance? What made it that way? Why? 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 Why was it important? It was important because you had to ask why. You had to question because there needed to be a reason. It was so important. There needed to be a reason for some reason we get that backwards and it's because when we were kids, we were taught you ask why to interject. You ask why to be surprised, to be hesitant, to show approval or disapproval or to have, or to be impatient about something. Oh, come on. Why, why, why? Let's go. Come on. Why? That's what we were taught to use why questions for it. It's fucking wrong, but you have to start there sometimes to realize that it was wrong. So I'm here, to, I'm here to give you that understanding. Why questions start off that way? Because you were taught, I can't blame you for being taught that way. That, that's how we teach children. That's how we teach them to use why questions. And in some cases, they just come up with that way of using it no matter what. Because they're looking for reasoning. The beautiful part about that is if something needs to be reasoned, it has a reason. We constantly look for reason in things, not understanding by the act of looking for reason, we give it reason. We give it purpose. So back to the very first definition of why. 
for what cause, reason, or purpose? Because it has cause, reason, or purpose. So when you have to ask why about any part of your life, you're important. I don't care what anybody else says. Logically, I've made that connection. So people can tell you all they want. They, oh, you're fucking useless. Or you can call yourself useless for all I care. Doesn't matter. You had to ask why. And thus you had a cause, a reason, or a purpose. I like to use logic. And I've logically come up with a statement that makes it so that everything has purpose. In some way or another. Good luck arguing it. You got to ask why to do it. And it's too fucking subjective to use it. Sorry. You can't use it interjectingly. I won't allow that. That's not the correct use of why. It's a use of why. It's not the correct use of why in that subjugation of what's the conjecture here? What's the cause of the reason or the purpose for which this happened? Because it had cause, reason, or purpose. It is the most beautiful loop ever. It's the logic gate that can never be answered because it just ends in a a loop. That's why we don't use why questions in logic. Yet it's what gives us reason, gives us purpose, gives us cause. So just the fact that we need to ask why questions answers our why questions because you matter, you are matter. And without us, without humanity, this world can't be what it is nor could it exist because we give it existence. And you can argue up and down as much as you want about, Oh, you know, this world would go on without us here. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. The world will keep it, you know, being itself, but it wouldn't be the world we are on. It wouldn't be this earth. It would be something else. It would change. It would, it would morph. It would become something other. And maybe, you know, in the thought process there, something else would gain sentience of the degree in which we have sentience so that it would have purpose again. Because we don't understand enough to make those claims yet. And thus we need things like faith and religion and spirituality. But again, not the organized versions Never let someone else decide what your purpose is or why you should exist. A better question would be, why do we need Christianity? Why do we need Islam? Why do we need Judaism? Why do we need Jainism? Why do we need Hinduism? Why do we need Buddhism? Why do we need paganism? Why do we need Wiccan craft? Uh, Why do we need, I don't know, Shinto Buddhism? Why do we need, why do we need anything? Because it has purpose. They were supposed to be structures to help us better understand what's going on around us, to give us purpose, give us cause, give us reason. But that's not the way to look at it. That's the creation lie that I've talked about many times. You can't start at creation. That's a lie. You have to start at chaos, infinite possibility. To answer why questions with a point of creation being the start point. Nope. What you've done there is make the purpose of the people to be the religion. 
and the religion is supposed to answer what the purpose of the people is. And it can't be, can't be creation. That doesn't work that way. Because we give purpose to the gods. That was one of the most fundamental understandings of most pantheons. And thus it was the first thing to get destroyed. Gods can have no purpose if there's no one to worship them. The tarot deck can have no purpose if there's no one to divine for. The human can have no purpose if there's no world to live on. We'd have no purpose. And by world, I also mean the world in your mind. That's the home depression. You didn't think I'd bring it here, did you? Self-awareness and mental health. That's what this podcast was all about from the very beginning. So the why? Without depression, we'd have no purpose. Without, no, without a place to experience and explore and imagine, we'd have no purpose. Nor could we give purpose to the things we give purpose to. So I had to ask myself, and I would challenge you to ask yourself, why am I depressed? It's because I'm fucking important. That's why. I'm depressed because I'm important. And the feeling behind it and the, 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 all the unfathomable things, the emotions and the, the instinct and all of those other things that go into this, they might suck. Yeah, they might suck. Because, yeah, our purpose might be just to make fucking these assholes in Ivory Towers rich and to make them feel powerful. And I can go on and on and stand on the soapbox all day about how, you know, there's disparity in the world and there's how these fucking just shitty, shitty people causing harm to everyone by their worldview and the way they think that they're more important than someone else and that they somehow are the most important and they give purpose to everyone. That's known as a God, by the way. Um, I would challenge Bill Gates not to try to define himself as a God at this point. Why should I believe anything he says? Why? Answer the why for me. He has no purpose unless I give it to him. Same thing for a president or um, a pastor or a priest or a CEO or any of these things have no purpose unless I give it to them. So the finality of why, where we come to at the end, the conclusion of our why story that I've been talking about here is when we realize queen of coins, we're what defines the why. Thus, we give and take purpose from everything. And we are purpose for things. I'll stand on a pretty terrible soapbox to stand on nowadays, which is to say something along the lines of, and this might even get me canceled. I don't really give a shit anymore. Something like the World Economic Forum should not be given purpose by anyone. They are 
terrible people who think that your purpose is to serve them. That's not okay. And it's not okay because when you realize that you have the power of why, you get to say, oh, no. I don't give you purpose. I don't give you representation. I am your purpose. You serve me now. It flips just like that. We all have to agree that we use this thing known as the dollar or the euro or the dinar or the ruble or the yen. We have to agree. We have to give purpose to that currency. Just like we have to give purpose to laws and social structures. We have to give purpose to the police and the firefighters and the EMS, you know, the EMTs. And we have to give purpose to our military. We have to give the people give purpose to things, not the other way around. That's what's known as Godhood. A God does not exist unless you worship it. Or it wouldn't be a God. You don't exist without your body. You can't be an omnipotent presence over nothing in this reality, this materium we exist in. And thus we have to ask, what the fuck is the queen of coins in this equation? What are the answers to how these things become beautiful? What is the way to do them in which they are beautiful? Why do we do the things we do? Why do we do them the way we do them? Why do we give people above us power that don't deserve it? These are all why questions. And the real beauty behind that is you're the one that answers those questions. Maybe you want to give credence to your God of choice. That's fine. Maybe you want to give power to people above you thinking that they're somehow smarter or better than you. Okay. It's a pretty bleak outcome, but okay. I can't stop you from making these decisions and these choices. You get to make them. I prefer if you didn't have to make them ignorantly though. I'd prefer if someone came along and gave you the realer or actually that's a terrible, more real. That's even terrible. Gave you information that would better help you understand what why really means. It's not surprise, hesitation, approval, disapproval, or impatience. It's not. It's to find out what the cause, reason, or purpose for something is. Understanding that just by asking the why question, you've given yourself now cause, reason, and purpose. And that goes for everything. That's why we are the coin. Humanity is a coin in which measures itself and other things. When we ask why, we build or create the necessity for an answer. Even if that answer is, there's no answer. So we're immensely powerful. Even the, the smallest among us, even the most meek, most those who consider themselves the least intelligent. If you want to talk about humanitarian rights, we have to talk about how powerful we really are. 
by asking why. Anyone can do it. Remember the, the first definition of why. Anyone can ask for cause, reason, or purpose. Our judicial system is based on that. Fundamentally, from the very beginning, we've lost sight of that quite a bit. But the judicial system is based on that. Society is based on that. What's the cause, reason, or purpose for something? Why did you do it? Why should they be able to do it? When you hold that amount of power, you're equal. You get to ask why. And by doing so, you give yourself purpose. You give yourself cause. You give yourself reason. So it's really important to be vetted in the idea of if you're going to question another why, you better have your own. You better have your own understanding of why. Because right and wrong go out the window. They're just measurements. We can debate that shit all day. The asking of the why, the action of it, the effort. That both answers the question and also begs for more answer. Again, this is why you can't put logic into computer systems. I'm sorry, you can't put why into logical computer systems. It's not logical all the time. So we've created a whole other rule of of looking at things. We've created other questions to come up with logic and reason and all that stuff. You know, so the why is just the begin it's just the beginning and also the end. It is taking chaos structuring something into a creation, giving something structure, ordering it, and then destroying it. It's the greatest of the cycles. It gives definition. It gives purpose. It gives reason. It gives cause. It gives cycle. It gives, gives us a system, a great system. But it also sometimes leaves us feeling empty or that we're nothing. And that in and of itself is an enigma. Something hard to understand or explain, something inscrutable or mysterious, uh, an obscure speech or writing, also known as a conundrum. Um, but it, it, it leads us to what's known as nothing. Not anything, no thing, no part. No interest, value, or consequence. By no means, no alternative, not at all, in no degree, not nearly. Something that doesn't exist. Something that doesn't exist. To ask why is to exist. Because it asks for definition. And thus, we can never truly be nothing. We can certainly feel empty. That we contain nothing, that we have no occupation, or are not occupied or inhabited. Lacking in reality or substance or meaning or value to feel hollow. 
feel destitute, to be devoid of sense. We can absolutely feel emptiness. We can feel empty. We can try to empty ourselves to make more room, to find better definition or understanding, but we can never truly be nothing. So you can't ever let anyone make you feel that way because they're wrong. It's in, it's in the logic. It's in the reason. It's in the cause. It's in the, it's in the question. Why? So you can never be nothing. That's really what why represents. Because everything has beauty. Everything has queen of coins. Everything has the process in which it occurs is beautiful. And you, well, you can add all that cliche stuff you want. You know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, blah, 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 blah. But 52 episodes, I got to say, spirituality is inherent to humanity. It's inherently what we are because it's the realm of why questions. which means we're spiritual beings. Which means our existence is the ultimate why question. One of my favorite book series is The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Douglas Adams. Writes about how, you know, humanity or a race of uh, super intelligent beings create this computer called deep mind. I apologize if I'm ruining this for you. Go read the Shaker's Joint of the Galaxy. It's still worth it. Um, and they, the, the question programmed in the computer is to ask what's the meaning of life, the universe and everything. I'm not going to ruin the answer to that. Read the book. But you also find that the computer creates a simulation. The real part of the story that I find interesting is the computer creates a simulation in which to figure all that out. And it's going to run for, I think it says a million years or something like that or a billion years. <laughs> that always fascinated me. That asking that question led to such a ridiculously complicated, convoluted amalgamation of all this stuff to come up with an answer, right? When the idea of existence is the answer that you're a being in a body that has a mind that translates things between something else that we don't really quite understand living on a fucking planet revolving around, not revolving around, but in a heliocentric orbit behind a giant 
fireball hurtling itself through space and time in a revolution around probably what is a black hole that's also in a revolution around or a heliocentric orbit or pattern around what's probably just a bigger black hole, which all has magnitude. That could be a pinprick or grain of sand in an infinitely large ocean that we don't know about. So one might argue that the beauty behind it all is that we don't know. Maybe the most beautiful thing is that we don't know. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's the answer to all the whys. In fact, it's the only answer that answers every question. I don't know. I don't know answers every question. I don't know. I don't know. Why am I here? I don't know. Maybe I should find out. Why do I feel this way? I don't know. Maybe I should find out. Why do people do shitty things? I don't know. But maybe we should ask them. I don't know. I do know part of the reason I did this for 52 episodes and I'm probably going to continue to do it is because it was cathartic. It made me think about things. It made me come up with different understandings. It made me ask different questions. But as for why, I don't know. Because if I did know, that'd be the end. I don't think I'm ready for that just yet. I might have to make a transition to something else because I think I know what spirituality is at this point. It's something that's inherent to us. We are spiritual beings. And I know that matters because we ask why, why gives it purpose, why gives it reason and cause. But what drives us is that it's that it's that that want that need for answers so why do we keep looking at each other instead of looking at ourselves why do we keep drawing conclusive lines why do we keep drawing divisional lines when all the answers to the universe are inside of ourselves? Because the universe has no purpose without us. Because even if, even if we're like the insects in the galaxy, in the universe. We still have a really fucking important purpose. Save the fucking bees. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say, save the bees, people. Like, without the bees, we're in trouble. We need our pollinators, those little beautiful bastards. We need them. Save them. But, like, you get my point? Like, even if we are the bees of the universe, we're still fucking important. Like, super important. So why do we keep looking for like 
ridiculous purpose. If not for the fact that we are spiritual, that we do have some grander purpose and that, yeah, sure. Are all our definitions for that matter? Like they're all important. They're all great. You know, I don't believe the organized ones are though, but you know, whatever your definition come up to, but we're just trying to posture and be important to ourselves without understanding what that actually means. If there is something so infinitely more powerful than us, known as a God, we're the most important thing to it. Because without it, without us, it doesn't exist. Sure, maybe there's another world full of more us who also gets to give it purpose. Maybe there's uh, maybe there's a bajillion. Who knows? Let's pick giant fucking words and numbers for some reason. Maybe there's a thousand. Who knows? Maybe we're not the trouble children in the, in the bunch. Maybe we have our shit pretty sorted out for the most part that it doesn't have to intervene all that much. It's like, no, oh, no, no. They got this, this earth thing. They're doing pretty good with it. Somewhat. There's this other world like way over here. I got to fucking, oh, I got to go over there again. I got to go take, who knows? Maybe they're aliens. Who knows? We don't know. But that means we have purpose, right? Because if we don't know, we can find out. We're really good at that. We're awesome at logic and reason and, and, you know, figuring things out. We're really good at that. We're so good that I have to bring up a pretty big why question real quick. Why is it we're constantly at war with each other. Why is it famine and hunger and starvation exist? Why is it we have energy crises and problems? Why is it that we have all of these problems constantly? Because we clearly have purpose in the universe and the galaxy and on this planet. We just haven't figured out how to define it correctly. That's why these things exist. Because we've been too busy looking at the little tiny why questions that other individuals want us to focus on instead of focusing on the bigger why questions. It is completely within the capability of what is it? Seven, eight billion people to come up with a conclusive idea of how to prevent poverty. If 8 billion of us can't figure that out, we're fucked. Okay. Okay. Maybe that's the answer. All right. We're fucked. Just go ahead and live your lives. Don't Mad Max it. That's not the right answer. But like, okay, like, I mean, we've gone as far as we can go. I don't think that's the answer, though. If eight billion, and that's just right now. Think about all the people that came before us. Look at all the progress we made. Triple that. Triple it. Where would we be? 
Where would we be if we didn't allow kings and queens and politicians to get in the way of progress because they need to feel important because they need to feel like gods that they need us to make them important. Where would we be if we just said, no, you're not important. Go away. Bye-bye. We don't need you. We want to hurt you. You just need to come back in the full. You need to come back, come back on this side. You're just a part of the group group project. Everybody. No one likes to do them, but like we got to do them. What happens when that bullshit goes away? What happens when we decide that like, uh, no, 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 we're not going to go to war anymore. What happens when all the soldiers just going like, no, man, no, like, no, I'm not going to let you launch the missiles. No, I'm not going to let you shoot someone. No. What happens when that happens? What happens when everybody goes like, oh, oh no. No, we're, we're not going to continue to give us your tax. We're not going to continue to give us your tax, our, our, our tax money. We're not going to continue to pay that. Like what, what reason do I have to pay your salary? That's what a free and open market looks like, by the way, maybe I'll get into that another time. Cause I'm about to go on a huge soapbox and I probably should just leave it as it is. Cause I've done pretty well in this episode of not getting on one of my giant soapboxes, but that wouldn't be me. Right. That's why I kind of try to save them towards the end. Now, what would happen? What would happen? Why should we let others make those decisions? Let's talk about some interesting ideas. If you took all 8 billion of us and you put us in a three by three box, pretty much the size of prison cell nowadays. If you put everyone in a three foot by three foot box, all 8 billion of us, would barely take up, I believe it's the size of Texas. I don't usually do this, but I'm going to look something up because I want to do the math real quick, right? So what's, what's the square foot of Texas? Square feet of Texas. Feet of Texas. Texas is a pretty big state, right? All right. The landmass of Texas is... 268,820 square miles. That is uh, hundreds of thousands, millions. Holy shit. Hundreds of thousands, millions, billions. Oh, it's 7 trillion, 494 billion, 271 million, 488,000 square feet. Okay, cool. So there's 8 billion of us. 8 Zero, 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 times nine square feet, right? Three by three, nine square feet, 72 trillion. I'll go back. Okay. So we wouldn't quite fit inside of Texas. That's fair. That's fair. We would fit in 10 Texases. Okay, well, let's look at the United States of America. United States square footage. Square footage. Here's an interesting one. What's the square footage of the United States of America? Uh, I don't know if there, I don't even know if there's an actual figure for this. But essentially, we'd fit inside of 10 Texases, right? One, two, three. One, two. Th- no, I lied. 
I lied. I, I lied. I apologize. Hundreds, thousands, millions, billions, trillions. No, 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 no. Hundreds, thousands, trillions. No, no, yeah, yeah, I lied. 72 billion. Sorry. I'm not even, re- there's too many fucking zeros. I'm reading the zeros wrong. If all 8 billion people got a three foot, three square foot cell, a nine square foot cell, it'd be 72 billion square feet. Who's fucking big, right? The size of Texas is 7 trillion plus, seven and a half if you round up, seven and a half trillion square feet. So everybody could fit in about a hundredth of Texas. One one hundredth of a Texas is enough space for all the people in the world on the planet Earth. I got some questions. <laughs> I got some questions. I have some questions how we don't have enough space to exist together. How we have to fight wars over resources and all of this other shit that we keep fighting wars over. And I'm not saying, hey, hey war is what we do. Okay. War is what we do. I get it. It's cool. We got to do something, right? But why? And this isn't an interjection why. This is a, this is a deep, dark, evil understanding of why. What's the purpose? What's the cause? What's the reason? Because we don't have enough space? Because we don't have enough resources? Because we can't figure out how to make more? Come on. Come on, really? Stop believing the bullshit, people. Stop believing the bullshit. That's why I did this. I did this podcast. I guess a great why answer to why this podcast exists. Because I want people to stop believing in the bullshit. Stop believing that you don't matter. I just proved logically that you do. No matter what. If you ask a why question in your life, you have purpose. Stop believing you're not a spiritual being or don't have some sort of spirituality. By wondering why you exist, you have to give credence to that which which you believe you exist for or exist because of. Spiritual answer. Why questions are spirituality. Stop believing that killing each other for stupidity reasons of other people's reasoning is important. It's not. We keep giving up our power and our rights to everyone. It's just, um, I have to sigh. I have to sigh and I have to murmur because those are the words of Haggah and Hana from the Hebrew alphabet, which gives us the word meditari and meditatio and eventually meditation. I have to ruminate. I have to, I have to ruminate. Sorry. I have to ruminate on all of this. Stop believing people are smarter than you. They're not. They're not. Stop believing people are better than you. They're not. Their Instagram followers don't fucking matter. Their Facebook likes don't fucking matter. Look at what people do, what they say, how they act. Look at what why questions they ask. Look at how someone uses why. If you want to define what spiritual enlightenment looks like, to be awake, to be aware. Look at how someone uses the word why. 
Yeah, I just spent almost nearly two hours just getting to this point right here. Thank you for waiting. 52 episodes. Something like, I think it's close to 65, 70 hours. No, it's probably more than that. It's probably closer to 100 hours. No, no, let's say 70, just a little short change it. Thank you for waiting 70 hours, a whole year, 52 weeks. For me to get to this point right here. What could be the culminative reasoning for this? It could be the absolute why of this podcast is to get to the point where I get to tell you. If you want to know what's going on around you, if you want to know who someone is, if you want to better understand yourself, if you want to better yourself, if you want to understand if you should talk to someone or, or if you want to understand what someone represents, if they have your intentions, uh, your, uh, your betterment in mind, if they have you in mind at all, look at how people and pay attention to how people be attentive of how people use the word. Why do they use it selfishly? Do they use it object, objectively? Do they do they use it as an interjection? Do they use it as a conjunction, an adverb, a noun? How do they use it? How people use why or why people use why will tell you almost everything you need to know. So I have to ask questions and I'm going to piss some people off here. That's the whole point. Apparently come get triggered on the taming hindrances podcast. Why do you believe people when they talk about global warming or, or, or climate change? How are they using the question? Why? How are they using it? It's not that it doesn't exist. I'm not making that argument. I just don't believe theirs because their why is to make them more money or they would stop flying on jets. They would stop pushing policies that make the companies that they're invested in more money. They would do it objectively instead of subjectively. So the answer to their whys are they're more important than you are. What makes you believe people when they say that someone else is bad and we should kill them? We should go to war with them. We should wipe them off the face of this earth. If it's to sustain the military complex, military industrial complex, then again, the answer is for them to make more money. And to do that, people have to suffer and die. If the question is, or the use of their why has anything to do with that, 
then why the fuck do we listen to them? And no, I'm not saying go riot and I'm not saying burn down the government and rein it in, rein it in, pull back on the stick. The plane is headed for the ground. Pull back on the stick, pull up on the yoke, pull up on the yoke, bring the plane back into a nice glide. We're headed for a mountain people. We got to pull up. Eight billion, billion, billion with a B. Wait, or is it trillion? I think I fucked that up. Hold on, hold on. What's the population in the world? I might have gotten that wrong. I apologize. But you get the whole point anyway. Population, world population. Is it trillion or billion? No, 7.96 billion. So it's 8 billion. Yeah. No, I was right. See, I was, I, it's so, like, it's so crazy to me that I have to double check the numbers constantly. I'm like, wait, wait, hold on. Billion with a B or trillion with a T? Um, yeah, like, why? Why, 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 right? Sometimes, yeah, you come back to that interjection, but really, really it's to look at like where the why comes from and what the, what the why answers are for. Like, are they selfish? Are they? So again, coming back to the very end here, it's almost been two hours coming up on two hour mark, which I, I guess is warranted for a, the one year episode, anniversary episode here. If you want to understand things better, the things around you, Figure out how someone's using why. And that includes yourself. How are you using why? Because that will change all of the things I've talked about. Education, belief, language, relationships, emotions, reality, choice, change, perspective, mysteries, systems, truth, identity, depression, death, life, time, thought, humanity, self, body, mind, other, initiation, unknown, content, freedom, vox, intention, the sequitur, chaos, creation, order, destruction, cycles, intuition, instinct, insight, imagination, effort, the recap, love, faith, purpose, reincarnation, tranquility, listening, passion, ego, or maybe it'll help you understand why you're magic. It'll certainly understand, make you understand how you use why. Why you use why. Because you're a spiritual being who can gain enlightenment, who can strive for emptiness, who can try to be nothing while being everything, while giving purpose to all sorts of things just by asking a simple question. The simple, most complex question by asking why. So please go ask why challenge some whys figure out how people are using why because what else are we going to do? We can't be nothing. Because we have that, we have that word. We have that question. So if you'll notice the title of this podcast, episode 52, is not why with a question mark. It's simply just why. Thank you 
so much for listening. Um, I really am grateful for it. I don't know where I go from here. I'll probably just keep consulting the cards. We'll see what happens. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can head over to Taming Hendrix, uh Yeah, com. Head over to the archive. There's a bunch of links and all sorts of stuff there. You can use the link to go over to purebulk.com. Uh, great, uh, just an amazing company. Um, they offer some of the best supplements on the market. Um, use coupon code Taming Hindrances, T-A-M-I-N-G-H-I-N-D-R-A-N-C-E-S for 10% off. I get a small commission in all sales. Uh, it's much appreciated if you do that. Um, share this podcast with other people. You can call for that. That would be really awesome if you did that. Leave a review, leave a like, uh, you know, positive comment, negative comment, leave some sort of comment. I, I have no idea how this all works. I've been doing this a year and like, I have no idea if anyone listens to this or not. It's I know a few people. I know a few people who do. So thank you to you and everyone else. Um, and I'm sure I'll come up with something else to ramble on about. It's what I do in the comfort of my own studio, not around any money. Uh, and as for my why, I guess this is kind of sappy, but my why is you. My why is the listener. You give me purpose. That it's that's where I got this from. That's where this all comes down to. When I have to ask, you know, when I'm really asking why, right? The title of this episode, why? No question mark, just why. It's you. It's the listener. This is my mentality of to be of service to the community. I can't exist without other people. That's what ultimately brought me out of my suicidal nature was it's still pretty unfathomable for, to me to live for myself. It's also pretty selfish of me to try and say I live for others. So I try to pick a solid middle ground of to be of service. And that gets me by. So I do this podcast for other people while also doing it for myself. It's cathartic for me, but I have no purpose if I wasn't also trying to help others. I think we can walk a very small path in between those two things. I think it's okay to both be of service, but to be of service to yourself as well, to have a little bit of selfishness, to have a little bit of reward. It can't all be reward. There needs to be some effort towards the other side. That's what the universe calls balance. So as much as, yes, this is cathartic for myself, it would have no purpose if it wasn't for you, the listener. So thank you. Truly, thank you. And I'll, uh, I'll probably keep doing this, I think, because it's kind of enjoyable. I will, uh, I'll talk to you in the next one. Again, thank you. Thanks for listening. Come check us out at taminghindrances.com for show notes, links, resources, and more. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show via iTunes, Stitcher, RSS, or your preferred platform. If you leave us a spiffy review, we might just mention it on the show. Now go be awesome. And just remember to breathe.